Welcome to the Frame of Life podcast, a framework for moms in the messy middle of this thing called life. Connection, friendship, tips and tricks, all devoted to sentimental memory makers with little time. Brought to you by me, Kiara Liu, professional branding and family photographer with over 10 years experience working with families and... Oh yeah, I'm also a mama of two young kiddos, so I get it. Join me and my friends as we celebrate growing strong roots and forming deeper connections with those we love, all live from the messy middle of motherhood. I'm so honored you're here. Today marks episode five of the podcast, and I wanted to introduce you to my series called Meet the Memory Makers. Every five episodes, I'm gonna bring on a special guest who is usually a friend of mine or an industry professional. Together, we're gonna talk about the challenges that we're facing and overcoming in our memory-making journeys. Through these conversations, I'm gonna be sharing tips and tricks along the way, and I bet we can learn a thing or two from each other. Our first guest today is none other than Alex Voyagopoulos. She's the integrator and project manager over here at The Frame of Life, and she's helping us bring all of the magic together in the Memory Makers Masterclass. I find so much joy working with her, and I thought she would be the perfect guest to bring on today to talk about her memory-making journey. In this episode, we dive deep into photo tips for travel. Alex and her family are setting off across the world to go on an epic journey, as she likes to call it, with her family that she hopes to have a solid plan for documenting and creating and doing something with her actual photos by the time she gets home. We go through the whole process and I can't wait to share all these tips and tricks with you. But before we move forward, I'd love to take this opportunity to ask you guys to take a second to follow, like this show, leave a five-star rating, and share it with friends if you find any value in this episode. We're growing slowly but surely and it takes effort from people just like you to make us grow. We are so thankful that you're here. And with that, let's dive into the interview. So sit back and listen, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Alex. I'm so excited that you're here today. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience and maybe tell us what your why is for memory making, and then we can dive into questions after that. How's that sound? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so a little about me. My name is Alex Boyajopoulos. I'm very Greek. Um, (laughs) My professional background has kind of been all over the board, Uh, a lot of startup energy, a lot of entrepreneurial energy, but my passion is really helping uh, small and upcoming businesses, especially founded by amazing women that I respect and love, um, supporting them in their process of integration of who they are into what they want to do with their business um, and helping them find their voice in that and their vision in that, uh, supporting them through the process, project management, um, product creation, branding, marketing, whatever it is. So that's kind of my jam. But in terms of my memory keeping jam, I am the single and sole uh, memory keeper in my family. I am an only child. I am an only child on pretty much both sides of my family. I have three cousins, but I am the one that's probably the most interested in family history. So I feel like I've become the adopter of all of the family stuff. So like photos and videos and technology from before I was born and all throughout the stages of technology that have happened over the past 30 years. So it feels big, but My why is I want to have something that feels cohesive and not overwhelming and inspiring to future generations and also to the family that I have, to my cousins, be able to share our story and history with them, um, feel like I'm honoring my grandparents and my family and my parents and our story through memory keeping. So I guess I fall kind of more into the category of like legacy memory keeping. That's amazing. And it's so important. And it's like really fun to meet you where that at that stage in your life and that stage of your journey. And you're like so young to be so involved with that, which I love because it's so important to start thinking young and start thinking of ways to connect with the generations that are here presently now. And then that are coming in the future and really being able to have something that's not so messy and jumbled and be able to actually share a story now as you're in it. So I'm like, so pumped to get that module created and have you alongside me in that because you're going to be so helpful with the questions that you're going to ask. <laughs> I have all the questions. 
Yeah. I don't have all the answers, but I like to try. Perfect. We'll figure it out together. Yeah. I, I love that. Well, I know we started out this whole process of like having you as my first guest by creating like a few lists of questions that you have. Um, and I thought maybe this would be a great time for you to ask them and I can answer and we could just flow back and forth with that. What do you think? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what's your first one? <laughs> okay. So we're for context, we're officially preparing what I am considering like this epic trip of a lifetime. It's a trip back home to Greece, but it's the first time we're tourists in our own country. Um, we're doing this like epic yacht trip and we're going to Santorini and like all these incredible, beautiful places. Um, my biggest question is like, what tips and trip tricks do you have to like capture the magic of this, like quote unquote, epic vacation? It feels like a big responsibility. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first, um, take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first tip. <laughs> I'll get an extra suitcase. Got it. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I'm available for three weeks, but I will dream. <laughs> like this sounds like an amazing trip. <laughs> Honestly, really, my first piece of advice is to take away some of the pressure from this trip and thinking of it as a epic once in a lifetime, it'll never be better thing. Because what I've found is that when you put such high pressure on such moments in life, it can feel disappointing and let down, like lets you down in the process, or you can feel this like extreme anxiety leading up to it because you want everything to be perfect. And knowing you and having talked to you this week, I know that you're starting to feel some of that pressure already. It's been brewing and building as we've gone along, just knowing that you're never going to get this time again, like three weeks in, in the sailing off the coast of Greece, like, come on. Yeah. It's amazing. And I know that this has been a trip given with the COVID times you've had to postpone and it's really, there's been anticipation for multiple years <laughs> leading up yeah. to this. <laughs> you know me too well. And this is like the therapy uh-huh. session I needed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the funniest part about like all my chats with friends is it always, it ends up being half therapy, half actual tangible tools. And that's just like, I'm going to give you the advice I'd give myself. Like I've been on these trips. We went on a honeymoon where it was like, I knew it was the once in a lifetime thing. And when I started to take a step back and think about how to approach this in a way that I can like make it last forever, there's ways you can. So it becomes epic for a lifetime, not just for those three weeks that you're on it. You can start to view this trip is already starting now. You, I notice in the background right now, you have your suitcase on your, on your bed. You are starting to pack. I am. (laughs) (laughs) So this trip is coming and it's imminent. And there's some things that are happening now along the journey that would be great stories to share for your generations to come or to put in your time capsule to tell the story about this whole trip. Um, so what I'm thinking and what my favorite tool is to have right now is an app on my phone called day one. And you can basically open the app and create a journal that you can document all of the process of your trip. Um, back in the day, I used to take every time I'd go on a trip, I'd grab a new journal and I'd write notes along the way and quotes and silly little things that happened. (laughs) Yeah. And I've definitely like not lost them, but like who goes back to read that? Right. And if they're not paired with photos or something, it's like an extra step that you have to do to like put it together. Exactly. And you're so right. Like who does come in? Like I've tried to read them. So, and I'm like, so out of context. I don't understand the joke. That was funny once, but like, <laughs> but what's cool with day one is it can, you can use it any way you want, but basically they've built in a lot of integrations. They have a map um, that can use your location. So when you are traveling through Greece, you can see the individual towns you're in. You can see the time of day. It was the temperature. It was like, it'll put that all with the note that you're taking. Um, and then you're also able to import pictures and videos at the same time into each journal entry. And then at the end of the trip, you can combine all those journal entries into a photo book that you can just send to print and it'll include your journal entries. You can, um, add tags too. So you can search like food, like at the end, like you can add tags, be like, this is food we ate or restaurants we went to or favorite places or just different keywords you can put in there. Um, and it's searchable so you can pop it up so you can go back quick to be like, where was that? 
I don't know. What do you eat in Greece? Like sardines? I don't know. Yeah. But they probably are really good. Yeah. We do eat sardines fried usually. And they're like little like fish French fries. They're really good. Oh my gosh. I know. We were in Italy. We had anchovies, which I like tried to eat here in the U.S. and like gag everywhere. But in in Italy, I'm like, I want all fresh anchovies. (laughs) But then you can remember the name of the restaurant. You could take, I think you've told me in the past that your mom loves to take pictures of menus. Is that right? Yeah. That's like her thing. She always takes a picture of the menu of the restaurants we go to so that if we ever go back or people ask for like places that we loved, she knows what to say. It's awesome. Well, now you can do that and add it to your day one app and you can write what you ate. Like if you don't remember, if you want to remember. Um, and it's fun to take pictures like along the way and actually start the memory keeping process as you're there. So everything's getting organized. You can add tags as you go. I suggest doing every night once you like go home and you're resting at the end of the day, or if you're just sitting on the yacht the whole day, like <laughs> you could go through and like, Sounds look so at your great. pictures. <laughs> I know I'm just going to dream about your trip. I'm so pumped, <laughs> but you can start to organize as you're there, like writing keywords, like you don't have to like be super specific, but even when you're writing, it's going to start picking them up that you can search. So just putting some of your thoughts down. Um, I think earlier I was trying to tell you about right now while you're packing, there's some really cool things that are, don't, don't feel cool right now, but are really a timestamp that I'm seeing as an outsider. You have to take COVID tests to get into the country on the certain planes that you're on. It's a huge yep. stress to you. You're freaking out. Yeah. It'd be cool to like, <laughs> zoom in to what is freaking you out or take a picture of you in line for that. And like, write some of your thoughts out to just get it out of your head and out of your chest and off. It might help to start releasing some of that built up anxiety and start looking at this as part of your adventure and what like someone might be watching. Like, so if you, you just, can just gave do me it chills. personally, I know. I love you. But That's like, so sweet. I will definitely way, do that. It's my secret sauce. It's my secret <laughs> sauce for getting through the anxiety. And it's how I get through days of my life when I'm not in Tangerini, but I'm in my freaking yard. <laughs> you know, like wondering why I'm so stressed out. It's getting specific on like looking at your senses. Like, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What it like? What are you hearing? What are the thoughts that are on like going through your mind? What does your packing list actually look like? You know, um, I know that I've been sending off. I just sent my best friend off on her honeymoon and I'm like, well, you might get COVID. There's a lot of it. So pack for COVID, like pretend you're going to get it on your trip. What would you want that you might not be able to get in a foreign country very easily? So you might now be packing a thermometer and aspirin and like wild worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's our life right now. And yeah, hopefully it's not like this forever. So let's, let's document that and like help build a broader story for this epic journey of yours. And it will be quite the epic tale that I can't wait. Like Alex, dude, we're going to have this book in your hands before the launch of the masterclass. I like, can't wait. That's like God. biggest thing. That's actually one of my like last questions. I, ha- I have a list of questions, but that's one of my last okay. questions was like, what do I do when I get back? Like I have a history of taking gazillion photos and then not doing anything with them, which I know is like everybody's life. I think the one time I did something, it took me like three days to make a video of some of the footage I took when I was in Australia. And who wants to watch a 20 minute video? Like people loved me, but they don't love me that much. Um, (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is, this is too much, but this sounds like such an awesome solution where it's like, I'm doing it as I go. So it doesn't feel so big when I get back to like, oh, now there's pressure to do something with the stuff. Yeah. And so part of my advice for some of this is that when you're going through, if you're going to be using the day one app and going through and making a journal, use that as your time to actually do your daily delights too, and start deleting a lot of the shit that you're taking pictures of that you don't need or going through the videos. Like if you're like waiting for the whale to jump in the water and you're like taking a video and it, it doesn't jump, you know, like you don't need that video, get it off your car, like get it off your phone, delete it. You don't need it. But if there's one that stands out and is awesome in your phone, I think you're using an iPhone. What my favorite yep. thing about the iPhone is when I'm going through my daily delights, if there's something that sticks out or a huge moment that I love, and I'm just in my camera roll, I'll take that picture, swipe up on it, add a caption, like whale jumped, you know, like splashed us. You could write whatever you want, but that could be the caption that you're going to end up putting into day one later too. But that if you're not actually in the day one app sitting in that moment of, I want a journal, you can do quick notes on this is where this happened. Or we ordered fish tacos at this place, you know, like really quick on that menu picture. You could have that 
attached to the picture as you go. Um, and then it also just keeps you in the habit of doing the daily delights and deleting and keeping it. So it's not so much. It's also a super fun project to do on the plane ride home. Like I Ooh. love plane rides to and fro. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like my most favorite time to work because no one can distract you. You can't look at your phone half the time. Like I think the internet's getting better since the last time I've traveled, <laughs> which has been like forever. Who knows? Ago. Cause it's been years, whatever. None <laughs> <Yeah>. of us have. <laughs> They've been working on the Wi-Fi while they weren't flying. <laughs> exactly. So now you can like use your phone, charge that up and use that as your time to like make the video on the way home and pull clips together. I love using iPhone, um, using iMovie on my iPhone to create little videos. Um, and you can basically shorten clips as you're in it. You can add music from your iTunes library. They have suggested songs that they've already loaded that have like cinema cinematic song theme. So it like sounds more movie-like and you can pair different movie, um, clips to it or you do that on your phone. All in cool. I did this when my baby was born. When Charlie was born, I had his welcome video filmed and out on the ride, on the ride home. Like it's that quick that you can do. If you just take shorter clips and you get more specific about what you want to tell as a story and you can start to see while you're there, like these are some moments that I might want to capture. And I don't need to capture 20 minutes of footage of a sunset. Like I might want the beginning, maybe the middle and maybe the end, like just to put together like a three minute or three second clip of each or just one. And honestly, like actually talking about sunsets, those are like the most frequently thrown out picture I've ever had, like, which is crazy. Cause I used to want to be a sunset photographer. <laughs> like I thought that would be my job, <laughs> but those are like, they never come out as good as they are, unless it's the most epic sunset I've ever seen. So I've had a couple that I've seen, but like most of the time they're just kind of meh and you're like, why did I take all these pictures? And they're like the physical pictures, like back in the day when you had to take a real like film camera, yeah. <laughs> like, I would throw out 90% of those pictures. So think about if you've ever done that purging of photos before, like think about the ones that you are constantly deleting and try not to take as many of them and realize that like you just need one and you can move on and enjoy it a little bit more too, so that you can actually spend a little bit more time in the moment than taking the moment. Um, Heck yeah. other photos, like I feel like I never really love are like landmarks unless they're like big ones. Like you are in Greece, there's going to be some really cool ones that, but you've probably seen them all and you might already have them all photographed. And Definitely. unless there's not a hundred people in the picture and like the most amazing moment, don't even bother. And like, don't waste your time focusing on like teeing up the Parthenon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I've already let go of that expectation. I think I got yeah. the best photos I'm ever going to get like back in the nineties when there weren't as many <laughs> tourists right? and that's just is what it is now. It's like impossible. Cause it's just so bad. Unless it's changed. Like I'm thinking like Notre Dame, like it's cool if you had True. a picture of Notre Dame and then now it burned down and now what does it look like? Like, but does it matter? Like, do you care? Like, I don't know. You could get, a, I'm sure there are Getty professional photographers who had exactly, they're yeah. like real photographers <laughs> who took way better before and after pictures than me and my, like, you know, whatever year we went there, like 20, 2008, like tank top and awkward shorts, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. And like, At I 14. know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's like part of it. It's so funny. Cause I always hate when people are taking pictures in front of monuments, but then at the same time, those are the ones I actually end up keeping out of all of the chunks, chunks of everything. It's like the timestamp ones that you can put with like outfit choices, like that timestamp it. And it shows who you were at that age and what you're doing. Like, it's kind of cool. And I love those pictures that I'm finding in my legacy boxes of photos from my grandparents. Like my, I found an old photo of my great grandma and she's in Banff, like up in front of the hotel that they just built there. And now I have to go, like, I have to go there. I want to see it. She's in like, you have to recreate it. Garb. I want to be there. Yeah. So you have to recreate it. Like that's, that's you're going to make these photos. Those are the yep. ones you focus on, you know, like instead so much of like 90, like taking a picture of every piece of art you see in any museum. Like that's just, nobody cares. Enjoy it. Soak it up witness it, especially in this world now where we can Google everything and see it all. So, um, kind of take some of the pressure off yourself to be thinking you have to document everything and document the unique things and the things that are mattering to you and that you're connecting with while you're there. Um, for you, I know your family's in Greece. So yeah. I would also really focus on getting a picture of your home that you grew up in or the house that you're visiting and 
anyone's hand I just like hands Me like too. I feel Man, like it's like my biggest regret my favorite part of my yeah my Greek grandmother was her hands my biggest regret is not having a picture of her hands when I was little I was so in, in love with her hands and that's just Ugh. yeah why is hands a thing yeah <laughs> they tell so much of a story they and yeah. they've done so much I know I don't have one of my great grandma either and her hand I can still see them and feel Me them too. And like it's yeah. just something that like when in doubt hand it out I don't know that <laughs> wow that was good catchphrase status <laughs> I oh actually had questions about like this photo like how do I take better quality photos so I totally agree with like things to opt out of entirely. Like I can't tell you how many, like going to a museum and taking pictures of art doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And I've done it a million times, but I struggle with taking like photos that really capture the moment and that feel high quality. And one time you gave me a tip that freaking blew my mind. So I'm kind of hoping for more nuggets like that, where it was like, you were like, Oh, like get in it like get down in it. And then that helped me really take pic- better pictures of, I was taking pictures of a little boy that I nannied. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. How do I take better pictures? Like, how do I get better at this? Okay. So I'm going to try to break it down into like a couple different scenarios. So like if I'm, if it's people and it, you're inside, like I'm always looking for windows and I'm always looking for doors, like something that will give me access to natural light. And if I'm outside, I'm looking for shade, but with bright light across from me. So it's making you lit. It's like finding a natural reflector. So anything that's bouncing light back at you is a great way to like fill in shadows and help create light. And it helps make your photos more crisp and create dimension to them. Um, If you're backlit, that's when it you really run into a lot of issues unless it's a cool sunset and you just want a silhouette, then you're going to want a big, bright black lit thing. But most of the times you're going to want the light to be on the side or at a 45 degree angle from the person. So like if you're hold it up, like put your hand in front of you and then move it out to the side, like 45 degrees and it. have it above, which is really good too. So, um, windows, like if they're next to you, just try to be next to a window and have the light fall across the face. Um, helps create dimension. It makes it not so flat. Um, turn my other favorite thing is to turn off lights inside, which is crazy. So, um, phones and cameras nowadays have a much more ability to focus, to shoot and focus in lower light. And you can just bump your ISO up a little bit more and it's not as grainy as they used to be back in the day. So you don't need as much light inside as you think you would. And what happens if you're inside shooting with multiple different light sources, it can give different color casts and your photos don't know what color to turn. So they'll turn a little bit yellow or they'll turn a little bit blue, or they'll just turn these colors that are just not pretty at all. And so turning, if you have the ability to turn light off, it's a great way to like try to get a better picture and just bump the ISO up if you're doing that. So lower light, you're going to need a higher ISO like if it's bright light, if you're out on the beach, you're going to need like a 100 ISO much lower. Um, on the beach, I also try to like, just watch where the sun's placed. Like if it's behind you, it's still going to create, um, too much shadow. So it's like really good to just turn your body, like just so that you can get a little bit better light that way. And when you're, cause you're going to be on a boat, try to keep the horizon flat. Like, okay. So if you can't, but now you can adjust everything. Like there's like every photo. I mean, even in your phone, you can adjust the crop, but like, if your photos get feeling like they're not as professional or nice, if the horizon's not straight. So focus on trying to keep that straight and it's going to already start to help you. You can, um, I think you should practice some found tripods too, because <laughs> you're going to yeah. be with your family and trying to get some group shots. Um, you can use the self timer app on your like self timer on your phone. If you have an Apple watch, you can also cue the camera to shoot from your Apple watch. So So you, um, set the camera up far away, open the camera app on your Apple watch and it'll open, it'll turn your camera on. You can see what it's looking at. And then you can hit three second or 10 second timer, or just regular go shutter button. And you can shoot from far away without having to run back and forth, which is super awesome. And you can change the focus point and how much like tapping Wait, on from the your phone. I mean, from, from your, your watch, from your watch, you just tap yeah. the screen and you can, you can tap where it's going to focus on and focus on faces is where I usually tell it. Um, if you're using your phone and you're taking a picture and it's like, you're noticing like 
the subject that you're trying to take a picture of is dark, but the background's bright, tap the face or whatever the subject is on the screen. And then you can adjust the slider to go up and brighten it or not. And you can basically pick what setting you want from tapping on the screen. So that's just a couple of like camera phone things. So good. I don't know if that helps. You have that helps so much. I think that was like, <laughs> I think to be honest, I tend to use my phone more because I find my camera yeah. like a little bit intimidating. I've had a Canon like since I was 18 years old and I've used it very few times. Like I brought it with me in my longer term travels. And even still, I wasn't using it that often because I find that I only use automatic mode. So I'm like, is that yeah. really better than just, you know, it kind of, the photos kind of come out now. So I is know. there a setting that I should be using for better photos if I'm using my big camera or is it better to just be like, whatever, keep it simple and just do your phone? Well, you can do both because you have time. And if it's yeah. not stressing you out. So like, if you want, if your goal is, I want to learn this camera more and I want to be in the zone and I love looking through the lens and do that, play with that and know that it doesn't have to be perfect. And the best part about digital life now is like these memory cards can hold thousands and thousands of pictures on them. So I would say start practicing and have fun with it. My go-to when I'm traveling is I usually only bring one lens and I bring the lens that can shoot the best in the lowest amount of light. So those are usually lenses that have the, the smallest number aperture. Um, it's usually they're reverse. So like small number equals big wide open, which is always so confusing, but most standard lenses, I think they come about, um, I I can't remember the, what the 3.5, I think was my last like stock lens. And it might be 4.2 is like the lowest number, but whatever the lowest one is go for it. Like I have a cheapo, like I used to have a cheapo 50 milliliter, a 50 milliliter or millimeter, sorry, saying the wrong word, 50 (laughs) millimeter lens that I got on Amazon for $150 that could go to one point shoot at 1.8, which is awesome. Cause it's basically like season, like no light at all. So they're fun. It's so to get the lens that can shoot the lowest number, like as your aperture and then adjust everything else from there, you'll be able to have a faster shutter speed if the lower your um, aperture is, okay. and then bump your ISO up if you need to, to be able to create an exposed image. Anything, if you're looking at your shutter speed, if you're using a fancy camera, if it's one sixtieth or slower, like one fifty or one twenty or anything like that, it's going to have camera shake from your hands. Like no matter how good you are at like holding your breath, if you're not on a tripod or having a remote trigger that that photo could shake and be blurry. So you just want to bump the ISO up in those scenarios. Um, some cameras, depending on how old it is, ISO going above like 3,200 could be super grainy. The new ones now, my camera can shoot at 20,000 ISO and it's not not very grainy, which is shocking. That's like, wild. That's so, so cool. they, they really changed as they've grown. <laughs> so it really depends on what you have. If you're shooting mirrorless versus having a lens, like it just depends. So um, yeah, I hope that helps. But what I'm going to do helps. is also, I know you've seen it, but my um, the PDF that I'm creating for the memory makers masterclass has a whole like cheat sheet of that, that I, since I'm not going to be able to go through it with you, I'm creating that module while you're gone. I would look at that and just try to like teach yourself and ask me some questions from that. But that's like my go-to like guide for how photography works and shoot that's with shooting in manual mode or aperture priority. So, um, you know how you're saying you're doing automatic. Yeah. Do the AV one. (laughs) Yeah. Your name. (laughs) That is all I know. (laughs) Aperture priority. And that one means that you're basically only setting it at what your aperture is going to be, which is that 3.2 or 4.5 or whatever the lowest number is that you can get. And then what the camera is going to do automatically is set your ISO and set your shutter speed. And if you notice in it that your shutter speed is under 160th, know it's going to have a camera shake and you need to change it. So I, that's why I shoot on manual. Cause I know I can, which ones to adjust because I know if it's darker, I need more ISO or I need a longer shutter speed, but I might need to stop it down. So you, it's a lot of tech. <laughs> it's <laughs> also practice. practice. Makes perfect. Yeah. Honestly, like when I first became a professional photographer, I was terrified of manual mode. And my friend was like, you have to just play with this. Nobody's seeing these pictures. She's like, what's the pressure? You're drinking a glass of wine. Why don't you just take some pictures? Like, and she was right. Like, so you just do it and delete them. Like, 
Or like, I also, my other go-to is have multiple memory cards while you're gone so that you don't need to delete anything while you're gone. I don't love deleting in camera. I like to just delete, like select my pictures later when I get home, there's more risk of you ruining, like somehow deleting the wrong thing or formatting your card on accident. Like I don't like getting into that while I'm gone and traveling. I like to do that later. Um, so have extra memory cards. And if you're able to take your memory cards and load them onto a computer or an external hard drive while you're gone, cool, do that. Um, I usually wait till I get home anyway, but the more backups you can have as you go, like help protect everything too, that you're putting all that effort in. So have your phone backed up to some source. If it's Amazon photos or the iCloud or something, have that running so that those photos are getting backed up after you do your daily delights. <laughs> yes, check. I have Amazon photos ready to go as described Boom. by Kira. So we're good to go on that. Okay. Do we have time for another question? Hit me, girl. All right. I'm ready. So is <laughs> capturing video. So I didn't do this in my past traveling. I didn't capture a ton of video. It like, it didn't even cross my mind, even though people around me were. Is capturing video better than taking photos? And can you actually get like a good quality photo? out of the video? That's a great question. I love that question. Okay. So (laughs) it all depends on how big you plan to shoot, to frame the picture. So when you take a screen capture out of a, or still out of a video picture or video, whatever that is, clip, there it is. (laughs) Like what's the word? (laughs) Whenever you take a screen capture out of a video clip, it's going to be a lower resolution than a photo would be. But it's typically more than great enough to be able to put in a photo album because it's small or um, post to social media. They're going to be plenty big enough for that. But if it's something that you want to take that picture and put it and blow it up as big as the size of your couch in one big image, it's not going to be big enough. So you're going to want to be able to, you're going to want to stop, take a photo and then do that. Um, In your camera now on your phones, they're so freaking cool now. Um, if you're doing video, my recommendation is to shoot horizontally so that your photo, like the video is going to be bigger if you're ever going to show it on your TV screen. So like, it's the same as what you would view on the TV instead of vertical. Um, and then take, you can, while you're shooting the video, you can hit the shutter button and take a picture during that. And it'll take a video clip or take a picture during that, that whole video. It won't disrupt the video while you're filming it. It'll just leave a photo nugget behind in your camera roll. You can also go back later if you didn't think of doing that and take a screenshot and then crop down whatever's displayed and keep that photo. And those screenshots are just going to be a little bit lower resolution, but they work plenty fine. If you have something that was awesome that you wanted a little clip of for a photo. Okay. Awesome. That was super helpful. But But my biggest thing to take away is start doing video, everything you do horizontally horizontal video and shorter clips. Yes. Yeah. You don't need, I mean, shorter or like, it just depends on what you're doing, you know, and there's, there's really fun ways you can do hyperlapse or time-lapse. So like if you're driving down a cool road, set that up on your dashboard or hold it and just do a hype uh, time-lapse and it'll show like the whole countryside and everything change, um, in a video that way. So there's, there's fun things you can play with. Um, but I would just say you don't have to do too long and that way you can but I don't know, never, I never try to shoot longer than three minutes. I don't see the need. It seems like a lot to go through, you know, but you can yeah, always edit down storage. on either side on your phone really easily. And I do that every day. So I usually hit, go into the phone, review the video, hit edit, move the slider forward or backward and take it from there. Um, Perfect. but inside, um, iMovie, or if you get an app, like InShot, you can splice video clips. So even if you had like a five minute video, you could splice it, delete chunks of it, and then keep the rest of the little pieces and push them together into something. So yeah, it'd be fun. So much fun that <laughs> now I'm like, okay, there's so many tools that I like need to learn and I'm going to have time to actually do it because what else am I going to be doing? Um, um think this is like gratuitous. But when I'm thinking of a video that I want to watch, if I want to tell a story, I try to break it into shorter stories. So like if we were about to get on the yacht, like I would think about three or three different shots I could take of that, like maybe panning down from the sun, from the sky down to the boat. And then maybe my feet walking up to the boat, you know, and then the boat, you know, just something like giving yourself 
a couple different angles and only doing one motion in each thing. So it's either tilting down, panning right or panning left or like just doing one thing at a time. So it's not like up, down, over, left, right. You never know which way the camera is going to go. Just keeping it smooth, doing one simple move. And it's a really great way to add a little bit more drama to it. Your phones are awesome because you can kind of like push it forward and it almost looks like you're walking and, and they're, they have stabilizers built into these cameras now that you can walk with your camera and it like adds so much more movement and motion to it. That's just draws you in. And then my final thing with your video is you can use the one second every day app and create a final video without having to go into iMovie, do this really quick. You can pick one second, one to two second clips. Basically, um, they've bumped it up now. They might even go up to a minute now. I feel like they keep changing, but it's called one second every day. You can do as little as one second clips and it'll pull one second little video clips all into one story. And you can have a whole complete thing from that too, which would be really fun. That is so cool. Also, you like blow my mind when you have these really simple tips like that panning tip. Like my brain wouldn't even be like, oh yeah, that's a moment I should capture. Like it's such an activity and practice and mindfulness. And I just love that that's your tool and skill set for like being in the moment and also just how much skill you have in coming up with like, oh yeah, I would just like do this and do this and do that. And I'm like, my brain would never come up with that. So (laughs) you're going to have so much fun. I just can't wait for you to see these things. Like the other thing I want you to focus on is like, cause you are my mindfulness guru. Like you're the one who helps me meditate. Like you can do this, but like looking, cause I know you've done this meditation with me before, where we have perspective, where we look at something close, then we look at something a little bit middle, middle distance. And then we look farther away past the horizon, as far as we can see. So try doing that with your camera, getting super close and like focusing on the way the leaves are blowing or like the reeds are blowing. The grasses are growing something, a flower. I love flowers and like a bee landing on it or like something just get like B-roll footage basically of these little simple moments. And they are amazing to add into your films. It'll just elevate it to a whole different level that are setting the time and place and scene instead of just movement, like somebody running through something. You've um, given me you chills also like let five things times. move. <laughs> Let things move through the scene too. This is another okay. test. Like, so you okay. have your video, you hold it still. If a boat is going, let the boat go out of the scene and just keep it there. And then it's just kind of a great way to end something too. Like there's ways to just like let a person walk through and, and like, I do it all the time with the kids in my videos. I just like, let them ride their bike past me and then it ends, you know? So it just gives perspectives and get low. Like it goes get low always works. <laughs> you can drop your phone lower than your feet. Even half the time you can just like hang it down in, in places that you wouldn't normally be able to get. So you can get really cool perspectives and you're going to have so much fun. I just I'm can't so wait to see what you're <laughs> Okay. So last one, because this one's a little bit new. Okay. okay. So we went all out and we bought a drone because we were like, okay, we're like going on <laughs> a yacht to places that we might not even be able to see some aspects of it. Um, it's the one you recommended. Um, I think it was on your like, uh, command central toolkit, the DJ, uh, DJI, I think it is. Yeah. The right. DJI Mac Mavic mini, I think it is. It's That's so good. The one. It's so fun. <laughs> I should know, but I don't, um, any suggestions on how to make photo magic with a drone? I know you've given me some already. So just putting yeah. it back out there because I feel like what you said was super helpful. Yeah. So I'll give the, yeah, I'll give the tips to the peeps. <laughs> please, please share the tips. Cause Spill it was like mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we love our drone. Um, we used it for our Christmas card, like during 2020 to take our family pictures. I've tried to document like our housework with our drone, like different perspectives that you can't get with a camera. It's awesome. My biggest tip with, especially this one, I'm sure all drones have this problem, but keeping the batteries charged, they come with I think ours at least came with a three pack of batteries. I think they last about a half an hour if you're flying. Um, So it'll give you warning on your phone that this thing is running out of batteries and it needs to come home. I think they're designed to come home. I haven't pushed it to the limit to see if it comes home. If, if you're not home, too risky. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) When you're on a boat, you're going to want to be a little extra safe and try not to fly too far from yourself. Like say everything in range, keep it close. Um, just shoot just enough above you and just turn the camera. So then it won't even know a boat's there. Like there's, you don't have to go far to get the same look. Um, the horizon's not going to change much on a boat when you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're not going to fly. Fair perspective, yeah. <laughs> so keep it close enough. You don't have to go that high. Sometimes it's actually really cool to just be just above hand level. Um, they zoom out pretty far. So like 
you're going to be small. So if you want a great group shot, you can take it with your drone, not very far from you. You can use it as your tripod and your camera. Um, so you'll want to download the app on your phone to be able to see what your camera on the drone is seeing and to operate the drone and your phone connects right into the hand handset of the drone. Um, pack the whole box it came in because it has different cords. You want to practice before you go. You want to make sure that you know how everything works, like, and that you've yeah. done it before on land. These drones, um, do you need to connect with the FAA to make sure that it's in a fly zone? So I don't know that it will work in Greece. It should, but like, it might not. And you want to just know that <laughs> like, it's I'm just prepared. an extra thing to carry. Um, yeah. but it's worth trying. Cause it could be really, really fun and testing it out at different places. Like just knowing that you have it there and it's something fun you can work with. Um, inside it, I know you had asked me like, how do I get pictures from my drone to my computer and all the yeah. things. So, and I'm like, um, do I bring, do I need to bring my computer? Like, I'm not no. sure you bring, I mean, you're gone long enough. I would probably have a laptop with me just because I would be bored at some point and maybe want to do something on the plane, but you don't need to have a laptop at all. So the key is to have extra memory cards, no matter what you're doing, they're cheap yep. enough. Now that's, that's like your roll of film. So you want to buy extra memory cards or buy a really big one for the drone. I have like a, I think we have a 128 megabyte one or a gigabyte one, not megabyte. Um, that's in there. It can hold thousands of pictures and hours of like probably an hour of video on it. Um, and when you're recording to, to actually record photos and videos, your drone itself, when you put it up, isn't doing anything until you hit a record button or, or punch, um, take a photo and yeah. your phone is how you do it. And it, there's like a little app and it'll show you like, do you want to record or, or film or whatever? And it'll save it to the app or your camera roll. And I always just save to my camera roll so that I can have it right away. Um, it has its own built-in Wi-Fi, so you don't need to be on Wi-Fi to get it. And that way you can get pictures like instantly they're reduced quality. So like, you'll want to eventually like take the real ones off your card with a um, card reader that you'll plug into your computer, put the memory card in and then take them off that way. Perfect. Yeah. Up. We have that guy. So that's that. I yes. think I do need to get another um, memory card though. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have two. And I like to like take them out in case like it does drop into the ocean. It's gone. Like if you right. haven't taken photos off, you lose both your drone and your memory cards. And one of our, our wedding photographer that we had originally hired, um, he had that happen. <laughs> it's the no. whole camera. It was back in the day when they flew like DSLR cameras on the drones. I'm sure they still do that, but like, that was what his was on and it was gone. <laughs> That's heart wrenching. It's just know, like right? horrifically heartbreaking. <laughs> In Boston Harbor, oh, God, you might be able to find it still to this day. A little treasure. <laughs> I don't know. It's like radioactively changed at this point. Who knows? I know. It's so <laughs> funny. And so funny. So, so I see like the yeah. one last question I see on yours. Yeah. What do you have one more? Is there, there's still one more. Yeah. yeah. I was just, it was actually, you kind of covered it in the beginning. So what do I do with my photos and my family's photos when I get home? Like what's the process for like, downloading and organizing like what are your favorite ways to share after a vacation like that's the part that I think we kind of collect them all and then we don't really do anything with them or even share them <laughs> right. like with I one know, another that's so true that's yeah. so true okay so my favorite thing is when I get home I make sure that I take some time to sit down at my computer plug in the memory cards if I'm using my fancy camera or the drone, get those photos, um, take it off with the card reader, put onto an external hard drive and saved that way first in one folder. Um, I go through a memory makers masterclass, like a whole folder structure and stuff, but I, ideally I like to keep my folders organized by year. And so on this trip, it would also be by month and event and what we're doing. So if I'm able to, I'll do a one big MasterCard dump. So it'll just be all the original raw photos or whatever I have. And then I break them into different, if we're in different towns, like on that trip, like for that week, you could break it by week with starting with the date. And then like a description of where you are, or what you're doing, um, just to keep the keywords starting to be more searchable. Um, and then what you can do is use um, a program like Adobe bridge, which is free to be able to go through that folder on your computer and see all those images fast and highlight, like just select the ones you love the most by using like one of their keywords. I use like the number five and it tags at a five star and you can sort that way. Like, so that only your favorite pictures are there. And then you can load those pictures into Lightroom or something to be able to edit them. If you want to edit them. Um, or from there, if you just 
don't want to edit and you just like that enough, you can take that folder of your favorites that you've created um, by doing like selecting all the five-star ones, moving them into a favorites folder, take that favorites folder, load it to Shutterfly. If you want to make a Shutterfly book or go to Pinhole Press or something where you want to actually make something tangible with your photos yeah. and load those photos. If you, since you are getting your day one app, they have an app that goes on your computer too. So you can load those physical photos into those journal entries you've had. So if there's actual fancy camera photos or some, or videos that you've taken that you want, you can load that to the journal and keep them there. So it's backed up in your day one app. Um, and then I love to use Google photo. Like this is kind of my favorite way to share ends up being with Google photos because um, my family is all on different devices and we don't all have iPhones. So it's a good way Same. to be able to share quickly photos and videos. You can select faces so that like you can select it, like your face, your boyfriend's face, your parents' faces, and it'll only take those photos of you guys together and create an album and put it all into one um, very quickly using AI. Um, you can do it as you're there and you can share it with them so that they share back to you. They can, they can collaborate and add their photos into to that. So it's one big bucket. Um, you can also just select by place. So if you didn't want to have every photo of you guys, you could do it by place and start or set a time constraint of when it would be searching for. Um, and it's, that's a quick way to be able to share them fast. If you're all on iPhone, you can add a shared album and it'll use your iCloud storage instead of, um, the storage on your phone, but it uses the storage on your phone while the image is there. So like if you delete it off your camera roll, then it doesn't use your storage on your phone. The only Got problem it. is it does compress the photo. So it's not as high resolution. So if these are photos that you want to have big or something later, you're not going to have access to those. Um, if you delete them off your camera roll. Um, so I like to try not to be deleting things I want to keep when I'm gone. Totally. Like, so that's only like the junkie, the junkie things they can go, but like not on my fancy camera. I don't touch delete on the fancy camera and I will delete the non-daily delights while I'm gone on my phone. <laughs> I love that. I feel like, I feel like I feel inspired. I think that's like the best way to put it. I, as you said, I was feeling super anxious going into this, like traveling during COVID is no joke. Um, regulations are constantly changing about like testing and not testing and mask wearing and not mask wearing. And I was somebody who would do major trips all the time and like by myself for long periods of time. Like I was gone for three months at a time and I traveled out of a backpack. Like this shouldn't be throwing me for a loop, but man, traveling with COVID is like a whole different thing. So I feel like oh our conversation has kind of like zoned me back in to focus on fun, which has been like a theme I've been trying to remind myself, focus on fun and changing perspective and, and, kind of picking up what you're putting down of using photography as a meditation and mindfulness tool and focusing on really being present and enjoying what it is versus this big epic trip of a lifetime that I've built up in my head. It's like the perfect summary. <laughs> I love <laughs> that so much. Yes, that's exactly what I want you to feel. exactly where I want you to be. It's so true. I just want you to focus on the fact that you get to be with your parents. You get to be with your boyfriend. You get to be in your country. Like you're doing all these things right now. And every part leading up to it is part of that. And just take, take a breath and just be there. And that's okay. Like it's, yes, it's stressful and it can be stressful and it sucks, but like you're one step closer to that yacht. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And like, and let's just think about journey. Let's just think about that statement for a second. Like mm -hmm. the incredible privilege and bougie-ness of being like, oh, I'm so, so stressed <laughs> and I'm going on my epic vacation. Life is so hard. Like so incredibly privileged to be given this opportunity and like also putting that into perspective as well. Like yeah. our problems are pretty fantastic problems to have. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just so excited. Yeah, I'm just so excited. Yeah. But you've helped me get excited and like pull my pull my head out and look up and see what's going on versus being so caught up about regulations and making sure I'm doing everything right. So as to actually get there. <laughs> I know. Oh, Alex, I'm so glad that you were here today and that you were willing to just do this, even though it was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so glad we did. Honestly, this is the pause that I needed. I feel like mm -hmm. when we're getting prepared for something, we kind of feel like the solution is to dig in deeper. And sometimes the solution is to do the opposite and pick your head up and do something else. So that was yeah. this for me. And I feel so much more inspired and so much less caught up in silly things and 
very grateful for you, for this opportunity, for all of these new ideas that I have. I feel like, first of all, I got goosebumps a bunch of times. And now I just feel like I have all this creative energy. <laughs> and I can't wait to like, we should have you on after you get back and see what you've learned, what Heck didn't yeah. work, what did work. And then also we're going to make this book happen. So you better be using this when I, I downloaded you, day I one you. already. <laughs> so I, I, I have my apps in my head. I'm like, okay, I need day one. Okay. I need the one second app, right? Like the movie one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I need iMovie. Those are the three that I need to download that I don't have on my phone. I also, now I'm realizing that I should probably get rid of like the junk photos that I've had on my phone for a while. Uh, <laughs> and make, if you don't have time, space. don't kill yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you for the permission. You can also plug it. your, um, you can dump your phone. If you need, if you want another thing to get, you can use iMazing to like, if you're not using iCloud to yep. connect your phone to your computer and put all of everything that's on your phone right now onto an external hard drive. So everything's backed up in case someone steals your phone or you lose your phone while you're gone. I'm going to hundred percent do that. Okay. Amazing. Adding that. That's the fourth thing yeah. on the list. So, okay. Day yeah. one, one second app, the iMovie and amazing. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It's so you, it's $49, I believe right now. And it's, okay. you get up to three devices that can cool. go into it. So you, but what's really awesome. And I think you should do anyway, if you're planning to be gone out of the country this long or something like that is just back up your contacts or like your notes, whatever's really important on your phone in case it gets lost, that isn't backed up. Or if you are an iCloud user, make sure it's backed up and you have enough storage yes. <laughs> like before you go. But I hate iCloud. So yeah, I know. I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really get it. And the only thing I know is that if I delete something, it kind of disappears and that's like, yeah. freaks me out. So I've yeah. definitely been using Amazon photos to do backups and ba backed up my computer to our hard drive. So I'm like, in case of an emergency, we got something. Do that. <laughs> and also the only other thing, I know this is getting long, but the only other thing I have when you're gone, if you get Wi-Fi and you can just connect your Amazon photos so that it does, it is opened and that your photos that you have taken out while you're out there have backed up somewhere else. So we'll do, I'll do that, that every time I already got it all built up. Yeah. I'm yeah. So I think excited, Alex. the systems are there. <laughs> Thank you, Kira. Cause I had zero systems before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Here they are. We're going to see it all come together. Okay, um, and so the excited. only other thing is where can we follow along? Are you going to be posting any of this? You think I this am, time? I'm going to be posting on Instagram. I have been MIA on Instagram since 2018, but this is my like shot to restart refuel. So follow me at Alex, A L I X dot voyager v-o-y-a-j-e-r um voyagopolis is my last name voyagers just because <laughs> i travel a lot so if you want some awesome travel content i'll also be talking about like my passions and branding and all that good stuff so if you want to follow me it's alex a-l-i-x dot voyager and then we can put it in the show notes too we will do that. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> I am so grateful to you. And I will be back with proof of life and trip. <laughs> so there you have it. Our very first interview with our very first guest, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I just know our listeners are going to have so many amazing takeaways from what we talked about throughout this episode. If you need some notes and you weren't able to take your notes during the show, you can head on over to the show notes located on our website at frameoflifeproject.com backslash podcast. This is episode number five, photo tips for travel. Take a chance to let me know what resonated with you during this show. I'm always available in my DMs at Frame of Life Project on Instagram. And remember, if you loved this show, please leave a five-star rating, like, and follow on any of the services that you use to listen to podcasts today. Your help truly helps make us grow, and I couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you here the first Friday of the month, every month, except for this month. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.